The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. This is the no bullshit show for business. The show that champions entrepreneurs, startups, early stage, in fact, all small businesses, and we're heard right around the world. And I want to thank everybody out there, not only in the US, but across the world for making us the number one business show in the world for entrepreneurs. That's quite a, quite a source of pride for us. Each week, we include a segment called Bob's Thought for the Day. Quotes that hopefully get us to think. Now, because customer service is so important, both with bricks and mortar and also with online businesses, I thought that I'd give you a number of views of the importance of customer service from some of the world's leading business figures. Ross Perot said, make sure you spend time talking to your customers face-to-face you'll be amazed at how many companies do not listen to their customers and pay dearly for it. Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, the world's biggest retailer, said, the goal of a company is to have customer service that is not just the best, but is absolutely legendary. And Jerry Gregor, the CIO of Dell Computers, said, the customer experience is the next competitive battleground. Now, we've been consulting with corporations on how to provide exceptional customer service at every level of customer and company interaction and measuring the results. We've proven over and over again that if you provide a wow experience and excellent customer service, your turnover increases, your customer service increases, and your return on investment increases. It's the only surefire way for any business to be successful. Ben Cohen from the legendary Ben and Jerry's said, there's a spiritual aspect to our lives. When we give, we receive. When businesses do something good for somebody, that somebody feels good about them and repays them with repeat business and word of mouth. I mentioned this next one a few few weeks ago, but it really says it all. Being on a par with your competition in terms of price and quality only just gets you into the game. It is the level of your service that wins the game. I think that's a great saying. And last week, 
I really blasted most mar- marketers for allowing themselves to be so downgraded in the business pecking order that less than 12% of company boards have a marketing on them as a director. That is pathetic, I argued last week. And I said that it occurred because marketers, in the main, have been unaccountable for almost all of the actions that take place between the customer and the company. You know, we forget about what marketing is. And every action taken by a company in relation to the customer, whether it's delivery, answering a question, having an easy-to-navigate website, making credit applications simple, and a host of other things, heaps and heaps of them, are all marketers. And most are all marketing. And most marketers seem to think that marketing starts and ends with a campaign and an ad buy. It's also my experience that most marketers today are totally out of touch with digital and social media and are still relying primarily on traditional media. Now, I received pretty strong reaction to these comments with insults flying thick and fast. I don't mind, I'm thick-skinned. However, the fact that research shows that the majority of companies estimate that less than 25% of their marketing produces an acceptable result, only 25% of companies think their marketing produces an acceptable result. And the number of companies that measure the ROI on every element of every campaign is zero. And there's been a lot of research into the effectiveness of marketing and advertising, which shows that up to 95% does not work. So less than 25% of companies think their marketing works. Companies don't measure the ROI on all of their marketing um, communications. And 95% of all marketing and advertising does not work. So you can call me what you like. Ring me up. Call me, tell me I'm an idiot, send me an email, tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, but I rest my case. Most marketers don't deserve to be employed, far less be invited to sit on the board of directors of companies. Hopefully that'll be the last of it, but I'm sure I'll get some more abuse during the week. Now, over the past few months, we've often spoken about the enormous impact that smartphones and tablets are having on retail. We talked about the number of people who go to bricks-and-mortar retail stores, find the products they want, and then use their smartphones to determine whether this is the cheaper store or there's another store that's cheaper, or simply to buy it online while they're standing in the store and buy it online from another company. So last week we discussed the fact that a number of the very large retailers are now offering to match online products and prices. These large retail chains are now embracing the mobile shopping revolution. They're installing their own in-store kiosks. They're allowing customers to download their own mobile shopping apps, doing a whole bunch of things to communicate with their customers by mobile. But the biggest problem that I see is that the small and medium-sized retailers will see 
and continue to see e-commerce and mobile shopping as a mortal threat to their very existence. Of course, if they continue to do this, that will guarantee that they don't survive. You know, everybody involved in retail today needs to make mobile a part of their shopping experience and to find ways to embrace it and make it an opportunity and not a threat. I've heard of one store chain that is investigated preventing mobile phones from working in their stores. So as soon as you walk into the store, your cell stops working. That is just plain bloody stupid. People just stop going to the stores. So what should the stores do? Well, they need a paradigm shift in their attitude. For example, instead of worrying about how your customers are using their mobile devices, you need to think how these mobile devices can be used by your store, your store staff to improve the customer's experience and make it easier to purchase your product. For example, stores could copy the Apple example. You know, when you go into Apple, you've got all the employees with their iPads serving customers anywhere in the store. You don't have to go and line up at any cash registers. You can go and ask a question, get the deal done, pay for it with somebody on the floor. It's fantastic. And I love going to Nordstrom's Rack, not because the clothes are cheap, but there are shop assistants everywhere with mobile devices to check you out without you having to stand in that bloody great line they used to have. Retailers can use tablets to show customers additional features, other products that might not be in stock in the store, and instead of having to go and line up at a cash register location, you can take the order and swipe the customer's credit card right there and then. Tablets could also be used to search for other items in the store and then people should be able to purchase them from wherever they are. Smartphones can also tell people whereabouts in the store things are, direct people to to various products. So the choice is to use the store's tablets to make the shopping experience interesting and increase sales or to be negative about mobile devices and have your customers just go shop somewhere else. And if you're a small retailer, tablets can be used as mobile kiosks to give your store an unlimited number of options of product rather than the limited number that your retail space allows. And you're in a position to change, sorry, we don't have that in stock, to you can order it now and we will have it sent to you free shipping tomorrow. You know, one of the ways to give shoppers a better experience is to have no lines and give them free shipping so they get their product as soon as possible. So unless you have a free mobile in-store strategy that will bring people into the stores, your doors, your days in retail are, no, are numbered. There are a number of retailers today that have introduced special mobile deals, for example, where the only way you can get the deal is by visiting the store and showing the coupon displayed on your mobile phone or your tablet. You then get a discount. So they're making your mobile phone a reason to go to the store and buy. Remember that if customers view shopping at your store as either difficult or frustrating, 
they will go somewhere else. But if you embrace new technology and use it to create a better retail experience, then you'll enjoy the success that that brings. Mobile is possibly the fastest growing technology the world's ever seen. The number of people using smartphones and tablets to purchase is around 800 million and growing exponentially. And this trend's going to continue. So you can either embrace it and creatively enjoy the benefits that it produces, or you can treat it as an enemy, go out of business. Choice is yours. But again, to be successful in any business, you need a creative strategy. Mobile is no different. You need to find a way to truly involve the customer and to make that experience a wow. Now, while we're on the subject of mobile, location-based mobile services are totally changing the industry. With over 800 million, 800 million GPS-enabled smartphones, location data has begun to permeate the entire mobile space, particularly with advertising. Location-enabled mobile ads have generated tons of excitement. They've boosted engagement for apps, and they've connected hundreds of thousands of small and medium-sized businesses to the mobile economy. So if you're a business of any size, you should be considering the use of location-based mobile services. You know, you can employ mobile ads to notify potential customers that they're physically close to your business. And some users claim these ads increase business by up to 300%. Since some 95% of all smartphone users search for local information, you can employ local database search wherever you highlight, you know, when you highlight your location, your opening hours, perhaps you give some specials, and even a click-through call to the premises to talk to someone. So there's lots of ways, but you have to be using it. Now, this is my pet peeve segment. I still have businesses who are seeking either funding or wanting us to find a joint venture partner for them or find licenses. They keep sending us their business plans. As I've mentioned on this program a number of times before, investors and joint venture partners do not want to see business plans. Business plans are about you. Investors and potential joint venture partners don't give a damn about you. They only care about them. And every investor and every joint venture partner is different. So you need to have discussions with them to determine their priorities. Then you need to customize every proposal for the person or company that you're pitching. And it must be about what's in it for them, not what's in it for you. I'll warn you now, it's going to cost you money to do it. But if you want to get a good result, then your presentation needs to be spot on. So don't forget that this program is all about you, the entrepreneur or the small businessman that's listening to the show, looking for tips on how to be more successful. That's what the Bob Pritchard Radio Show is here for. This whole show is dedicated to assisting entrepreneurs. So if you have a question, please don't hesitate to email me at bob at bobpritchard.com and we'll answer it on air or we'll email you directly. You're listening to the number one show in the world for entrepreneurs, the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. And straight after this break, we've got a great interview with Don Ferguson. 
He's a guy who lives just up the road from me who's created an extraordinary product called Mobile Trek. This has been designed to protect our kids and our elders with great advanced technology. It's the ultimate safety solution for every situation. It is as cheap as chips. It's got to be the best investment you ever make. And I love this interview, and I assure you will too. This is Bob Pritchard, and I'll be back in just a moment. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking Business Radio Show. Now, this is the segment of the show where we give you an insight into the lives of some of the world's most interesting and often extraordinary people, and we find out what makes them tick and what they're doing. You know, most people that I've ever met that do different things, that push the envelope and do extraordinary things and end up being rich and famous usually began life in average, ordinary circumstances, just like most of us. What they've got is a little more get-up-and-go and a little more perseverance. But this is the segment where we find out. My guest today is Don Ferguson. He started building software in 1981, so he's been around the traps a long time. He built his first company in 1996, which he sold happily, during the dot-com boom. Don has built business systems for banking, insurance, manufacturing, retail with clients such as the New York Times and Chase and a whole heap of other people, all big names that require highly successful systems. In 2008, Don formed MobileTrack. He then set his sights on protecting our kids and our elders with advanced technology, and he's now worked with the police, with fire, medical, parents, kids, families, everybody across the United States to construct what is one hell of an 
safety solution for anybody. And he's now taking that solution to the marketplace. Hi, Don. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard No Bullshit Business Radio Show. How are you? Good, Bob. Thanks for that intro. Pleasure. Uh, can you explain to me just the services that MobileTrek offers? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, over the over the past four years, uh, Mobile Tracks uh, work with public safety experts uh, across the United States to uh, develop a safety platform. Right. Um, most people don't know that when uh, dialing nine one one from a cell phone, that you have a fifty fifty chance of getting help. Uh, in fact, the chairman of the FCC is on record with that exact information that you've got a fifty percent chance of getting help when you dial. Um, 911 from a cell phone. Wow. Um, that seems so antiquated because with cell phones today, they know where you are. They can, you know, they know, you can hire a cab within, and, and the cab company knows where you, where you are within three feet, and yet 911 doesn't or doesn't act quickly enough? It just doesn't, uh, period. Um, the technology <laughs> is based on 60s, 1967s technology it uh it uh if you dial from a landline uh it knows precisely where you're at because the address is registered but you know a mobile phone doesn't have a registered address um so you're um you can have problems when you dial 911 from a mobile phone isn't that ridiculous we've got the federal government sweeping up (laughs) tens of millions maybe hundreds of millions of phone numbers and contacts and yet you ring 911 and they're dealing with equipment that's 60 years old how pathetic is that <laughs> well i can tell you i i, I was uh, i was shocked when i uh, came to that uh, understanding and uh, and of course um, you know you you can choose to uh, to, to kind of go into apathy uh, <laughs> yeah, true. and uh, or to or to fix it so yeah. you know so we you decided to fix, to fix it, it. Great. Yeah. Although I must admit, now that I look back on it, I w- did you see the movie The Call with Haley Berry, who worked in a nine one one phone bank? That was. I did. Yeah. That was pretty scary. <laughs> that was. So, you're using um, your technology to enable anyone who needs help for presumably bullying or or injury or lost or anything to be able to contact 911, presumably, um, and get help just by pushing a button? Is that how it works? I, that, that's a, a broad brush stroke. Um, there's, there's a lot of details that we um, kind of augmented the service with uh, as we went through and worked with these public safety um, officials, understanding how they wanted uh, the service to work for them. So, for example... Um, one of the big issues is uh, what they call uh, butt dials. Um, you know, about yeah. 50% of the calls into 911 in um, in New York, New York City, yeah. are butt dials. Yeah. People are sitting on their phone and yeah. they dial 911. Um, <laughs> so they didn't want us to, to send them a lot of uh, false calls, so we uh, introduced a, um, an emergency response center between uh, 911 and... Um, and a subscriber uh, to make sure that, the, that that we've done everything possible to hand, handle the incident, um, 
prior to it being uh, routed to 911. What, so what that means is that um, uh, a child or a kid, for example, presses a button on their cell phone, right. um, and uh, within a few seconds, about five seconds, they've got everyone who knows, loves, and cares about them on the phone, talking with them. So they've got mom and dad and, and uncle and aunt on the phone saying, hey, are all you okay? Sim all simultaneously? All simultaneously, yeah. Wow. Okay. And uh, in, in addition to that, our, our, our emergency response um, center with, with very specific emergency protocols is on the line as well to make sure it's handled. And, and, um, and uh, in addition to that, we make sure that the, what we call the safety network, this mom, dad, aunt, uncle, that the safety network receives a communication on every possible line of communication that we could send it out on. So they're, so they're going to receive text, email, uh, I, the, 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 the voice call, the voice uh, communication, every possible line of communication that could be opened we're going to use to make sure that this uh, safety network, this family safety network, is alerted that, that, uh, that their kid needs help. That um, is fantastic. Um, so how long have you been working on this? Uh, we started, uh, the prototype was built in, uh, in 2008, and, um, and uh, we started to get some traction uh, in, uh, toward the uh, latter part of 2009. Right. That's a wonderful idea. So I was going to ask you why we need this service, but I guess the answer to that is, is pretty obvious, that there's um, so many issues today that um, can affect everybody that that are unexpected and um, you need to be able to get help quickly and reliably you know I, I can I can share with you uh, where the service originated for me um, right. you know the founder the the, the the guy who 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 thought about this um, the brains behind it I, you know brains and heart um, yeah because it yeah, kind of sure. comes from both you yeah. know um, yeah. I have three boys right uh, and uh, and my oldest son reached uh, nine years old, and um, he wanted more freedom. <laughs> to, uh, to my wife's dismay, uh, he wanted more freedom. He wanted to be away from the nest um, more. He wanted to go to sleepovers, go to his friend, go to the mall, sure. hang out with his friends. Sure. You know, all the things where, where he would be away from us, his parents, his protectors, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, and um, and so uh, you know, I thought about the problem and and uh, and ended up um, building some software that basically made sure that you know you, you push a button on your cell phone. Uh, my son's name's Tal. You push a you push a button on your cell phone, and uh, and all these things are going to happen automatically. Uh, we're going to know your location. You're going to get conference. You're going to get you know all, all the family's going to be alerted that you need help. Right. Um, basically, that um, when my son needed help, that I would be there for him. Sure. And and that, oh, that was it. really the feeling that I that I had that I wanted to make sure I was there for him. That's 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 fantastic. So you, you're a safety solution. You, 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 so you're not just providing tracking as to where these your kids are, but you're actually providing them with a safety net per se. Um, to enable a solution to whatever the problem is. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good point. I mean, there's a lot of a uh, lot of these uh, devices coming out of uh, China that uh, can track um, kids, uh, track anyone for that matter. And uh, you put this device on, and and your scratches and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, uh, you know, a safety solution's got to be a little bit different than just tracking. Uh, yeah, I agree. A safety solution's got to know. Not only the location, um, but it's got to deliver the emergency response as well. Right. So, location information is important, but it's important not for tracking in and of itself. It's important to deliver safety to those who you love. Um, it, so, you know, uh, a good example of this is um, there was a uh, there was a. Uh, uh, last uh, last uh, summer, I think it was, a young girl went to a prom uh, and up in uh, out, out of San Francisco. I remember this, and and uh, in her school, so you know her location. She's at school. She ought to be safe. Sure. She's at the prom for God's sakes. Yeah. Um, so at her school, uh, the parents are thinking, "Hey, she's safe." Uh, she actually was being uh, raped by I think it was ten or twelve kids. Wow. So. It's not about tracking. It's not about knowing the location of a person um, uh, or your kids. It's about being able to deliver an automated, pre-planned emergency response when and where they need it. And having that, having the, the family as these first responders, because I'm, 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 I'm my son's father. I, I have all this information about them. And then making sure that the professionals, the police, fire, and, and, and medical are there behind you and, and can be immediately connected to the incident with all the information. Is it possible for, I guess it was going to be a stupid question, um, I, I was thinking that um, I once had um, a security system in my house where they could hear the monitoring people could hear everything that was going on in the house, so if two guys broke in and one said to the other, hey, Bill, take the television set, then this voice could say right through the house, Bill, <laughs> we're on our way, don't take the television set. Um, and it's a, is there a way that you can talk back if somebody was in trouble? Is there a way that you can talk back so that um, um, you could talk to a perpetrator or whatever? Precisely. Um, we, uh, as, as, you know, when we, when we first conceived of the idea in, uh, when I thought of it in 2008, um, it's changed a lot. Um, it just got deeper and deeper and deeper about safety. So one of the things that we added to the service was um, the ability uh, to um, trigger this, this, um, this uh, open mic remotely. Now, having said that, one of the, as we went through and worked with public safety, there's always these issues of uh, privacy. Sure. That you you got you got to be mindful of. So you just don't open a service up to to enable you know a mic to be open on a cell phone just like that. It's 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 a it's a it's a process of um, of uh, of receiving a request to have that service enabled by the person who would want to have uh, the use of it and acknowledging that request. So you actually have to uh, agree between the two parties um, before that service becomes. Um, uh, able Activated. to be used on the yeah. phone. Okay. Now, I th I've always been one that thought that um, if I dialed 911, I was getting some coordinated national organization that really had its act together and, and could 
solve whatever my problem was almost immediately. And you and I have spoken um, about the 911 system and why people it, it's people should rely on a system such as yours, Mobile Trek, rather than a 911. Just tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about how 911 works. I find this amazing. Uh, well, uh, the um, uh, 911 is, is, uh, is more of a brand than it is uh, anything. It is backed by, uh, there is no national 911 organization. Um, what there is is um, uh, a highly fragmented, highly, highly fragmented um, uh, group of, of, of what are called PSAPs, uh, public safety answering points, Yep. that are administered by very local government, municipal government in some cases, maybe some municipal governments working together to share the, the, the cost. Um, but it is highly, highly localized. So um, when you dial 911, uh, I'm here in Los Angeles, for example. When you dial 911 from, uh, from here in Los Angeles, um, there is no you know, national uh, bank of servers that it goes to and it does, you know, all those things that you saw, I think it was Kiefer Sutherland, you know, do on 24, um, <laughs> it doesn't exist, right? So, right? so what happens actually is the, uh, since they don't know the location from the mobile device, it goes up to um, CHP, California Highway Patrol, um, and uh, a larger sort of uh, call center there. Uh, they receive the call and they, of course, ask, you know, 911, you know, what's your emergency? And uh, so they establish that there's an emergency, and um, and then after they've established that, they'll they'll then ask for your location. Right. And um, and that's the real um, uh, problem that uh, location is not delivered. Accurate location is not delivered um, uh, to these um, first responders. So uh, so the so the CHP triages the call. They yeah. establish from you telling them that. The location, and then you get routed to the local PSAP, which can then in turn route a police officer, and and uh, and then that police officer can get routed to your location. But if and only if you know your location. And um, quite often, quite often you wouldn't. I mean, quite quite often something can happen, and you you really don't know your location. I mean, street signs aren't that obvious in a lot of places. You could often be outside of a bunch of houses and not know which house you're outside or even what street you're in. So that is a major fallback of the, um, of the 911 system. And that's, to me, the giant um, advantage of your system. Well, there's also no differentiation between the types of calls. You don't know... You, you, a heart attack, you know, the clock is ticking on a heart attack. I yeah. mean, you have uh, you have uh, very very limited time to respond to a heart attack. So, sure. you know, take that for exa for example. So, with our service, instead of going up to CHP and then from CHP to the PSAP and then the PSAP to the police officer, what we do is we have a profile of take the heart attack person for example, a profile of say uh, say uh, a male. Um, uh, uh, over 50, uh, that uh, that uh, you have a picture, you have a safety profile, all the way down to blood type. The button is pressed, and and that um, that uh, information, that incident, along with the location, maybe at home, 
They may be at the mall. They may be wherever, you know, in, a, in the middle of a sure. park, for sure. example, jogging. Um, so uh, uh, all of that information gets packaged up and delivered directly to the nearest PSAP so that, you know, you're completely eliminating that, uh, that, that, uh, that triaging that's going on with, uh, with CHP, which accelerates response, and it gives the information, hey, you know, it's an older man, uh, uh, 50s, um, he has a history of heart condition. Okay, so you're starting to get the message that, hey, uh, we ought to get out there really quick. And we know what to send. Yeah. And that's important. So why haven't I heard about this? Am I just living in a bubble somewhere? Or <laughs> Well, we've been, we've been, we, it took us a couple of years to, uh, to, uh, to build a solution, um, and uh, we didn't start introducing it to the market until recently. Okay. Um, uh, we've been doing it mostly through word of mouth. Um, it's right. it's been a bit slow going, um, and now we started to talk to some smart investors that can help us spread the word uh, farther, wider, and much more uh, much more quickly. Yeah, I can I can think of a few investors that I think would be seriously interested in this. Um, of course, I think another advantage, uh, another opportunity that you have for spreading the message these days is um, social media is fan- would be fantastic for this. It would be really a great way to get it out um, and I would think that um, that would be a big opportunity for you so what's next to get it out there I mean how do we how do we let people apart from programs like this how do we let people know that it's out there um, well Ed, uh, we, we continue <laughs> we continue to spread the message um, what we're doing is uh, uh, talking with folks like yourself um, that uh, that uh, understand um, the issues of uh, safety and can uh, help to spread the word. And um, uh, so that's one. Second, um, we actually did a lot of work with uh, with uh, some school districts here in uh, in the county in LA County, and uh, that's helped to to get the word out there. And um, you know, really, at this point, what we want to do is we want to launch a, a real um, structured uh, uh, public relations campaign, um, along with the uh, uh, the relevant marketing uh, that will drive, of course, uh, uh, subscribers to our uh, potential subscribers to our website over at SafeKidsZone.com um, uh, for kids and SafeTrack.com for. Uh, elderly, because those are the two more at-risk uh, populations, sure. although the service is applicable to everyone. And uh, they can read about the service, sign up, and very quick to set up. And, uh, what and, is it, um, uh, There's uh, three levels of service. There's, uh, there's a website-only uh, uh, version of the service for $0.99 cents a month. Right. Um, there's the mobile service, which is for... Um, Four ninety nine a month, which includes the voice conferencing and all of the web access, and then there's the nine ninety nine a month, which includes um, the mobile, the web, and uh, includes the nine one one routing that I had mentioned and the twenty four by seven emergency response center that I mentioned as well. I would suggest that at nine ninety nine a month, that would have to be if you're if you're a person with kids or you've got elderly parents or whatever, nine ninety nine a month would have to be the best investment you could possibly make. I think that is absolutely 
tremendous. It's 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 brilliant. Now, um, is this just for the US, or does it work internationally? Are you looking to push this out around the world? And first question: Is the nine one one system or the equivalent system around the world um, as disorganised as it is in the US? Or <laughs> uh, the nine one one system in the United States is actually one of the more technologically advanced um, systems. Jeez, oh, yeah, okay. Um, and they're in the sixties. This is great. <laughs> I give, give, give you an example. In in Sao Paulo, Brazil, uh, they were just working out. Uh, they're just working out the problem of having a single consolidated number um, that would uh, ensure that um, people aren't dialing the fire. On one, yeah. on one, on one phone, the police on another, and the ambulance on another, so that you've got fire, police, and ambulance all showing up to the same incident of a cat stuck in a tree. Wow. Okay. So they, they, that's their their next their their next step is to try to get a singular um, point of distribution, so they're not wasting so many resources. All right, um, I've got you. Uh, but uh, for for the. Um, the service, our service works uh, anywhere on the uh, on the planet, um, as long as you've got mobile service. Um, the nine one one routing obviously is is uh, only for the U.S. But sure. But what we did, it, this is interesting. What we did is uh, for U.S. Um, citizens traveling abroad. Um, uh, it, it, this, this is an important solution for them. Um, there's about one hundred forty eight million. Uh, Americans that hold passports. Yeah. Um, more than five million work and live abroad. And in uh, 2012, you had about four million Americans traveling abroad every month. Right. And um, what a, what a lot of people don't know is that um, the United States um, Code Section 1731. Uh, I read it. <laughs> um, yeah. Clearly, clearly states this, and I'll I'll read it to you. It's just one sentence clearly states that all naturalized citizens of the United States, while in foreign countries, are entitled to and shall receive from this government the same protection of persons and property which is accorded to native-born citizens. That means we're supposed okay. to be protected when we travel abroad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're not. Difficult uh, just yeah, last sure. summer, the U.S. issued a worldwide caution um, Kind of throwing it in the wind. Hey, you know, reminding the citizens to maintain a high level of vigilance and take appropriate steps to increase their their uh, security awareness. Uh, right. that, that was pretty much it. Um, so what we did is we made sure that we augmented the service uh, when you're traveling abroad to do all the things about notifying the safety network and and uh, delivering the safety profile. But we added one additional thing. Uh, we'll we'll route the emergency to the U.S. embassy. And right. we've placed all the U.S. embassies on notice that um, this is the standard, uh, our subscribers, this is the standard protocols by which uh, safety is delivered to our subscribers Don, so that I, American citizens can be protected when they're traveling abroad. I think that is fantastic. It's been great speaking with you. For, for those of you listening who have kids, I would suggest that you go to safekidszone.com and uh, avail yourself of this service. I think it's absolutely fantastic. So thank you, Don. Great initiative and great to speak with you. And I'll be back with more of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show right after this short message. 
from the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking. No bullshit business radio show coming to you this week as usual from my hometown of Los Angeles where the weather, as usual, is absolutely beautiful. Now, we've got some numbers in on our listening audience and my top five markets for the Bob Pritchard radio show in the United States are California, Texas, Louisiana, Arizona and Nevada. So for listeners in all those states in particular but also to everyone in the other 45 states. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Go and tell your friends to tune in. Now, as you know, this program's heard all around the world in the top international markets. Where we have the most listeners for the Bob Pritchard Radio Show are Germany, the United Kingdom, Vietnam, Russia, China, and Australia. In addition, we have listeners in about 100 other countries, so thank you all wherever you are in the world. We really appreciate your support. Now, this is the segment of the show where we bring you emails from our listeners all around the world. And uh, tomorrow morning, I'm giving a presentation at the um, fabulous City Club in Bunker Hill in Los Angeles in the morning. And uh, I've got a 10-minute question and answer segment at the end. And I will guarantee you that the questions that I get in the question and answer segment are exactly the same questions that I got in Moscow six months ago or in Australia three months ago or in Rio de Janeiro 12 months ago. They're always very similar and it means that no matter where you are in the world and no matter what business you're in, it doesn't matter whether you're in retail, whether you're a plumber, whether you're in technology or whatever, our problems are always very similar. So by listening to the issues that some of our other listeners have, you will find that they just may address some of the issues you have. Now, if you happen to be in Los Angeles tomorrow morning and you've got time, come down to the City Club. You have to pay your admission, but come down to the City Club and uh, and join us. It'll be good. I'm looking really looking forward to it. This week's first email comes from Jackson Rodriguez. 
from Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. And Jackson says, Bob, thanks for a great show. We listen to it every Wednesday in our lunch. Hang on, start again. Bob, thanks for a great show. We listen to it every Wednesday on our lunch break on your archives. We love it. We have had great discussions and your comments really spur us on. Your your advice has been a huge help to us. You've spoken a few times over the past few weeks about using video to promote yourself. Can you give us some tips on what we need to do to make the video more effective? Jackson, firstly, thanks for your um, for your comments. I really appreciate it. Now, with platforms like YouTube, it is so easy to put up your videos. However, you need to make sure that you have exactly the right message, the right tone, and the right approach to make sure that it really pays off. Remember, every business is different and every audience is different. So let me give you five tips just to get you started before you make that video. The first tip is that you need to be interesting. You need to show some personality. And if you're a regular watcher of YouTube videos, you've probably seen so many of them are just dull and boring. People standing in front of a white wall just rabbiting on. But this is a chance to show what makes your company or service so fantastic to deal with. Have the camera move around. Shoot from different perspectives and make sure that you show movement and colours. Secondly, try to come up with a number of videos. They're not very expensive. You can do them yourself. And have valuable information in each one so that people want to either send them on to others or they want to watch all of them. If you produce a new video every month, promote whatever the content is in the next few months on the tail of this month's video, You'll find people actually looking forward to seeking out your video each month. That's quite surprising how you build an audience. Thirdly, to help educate your audience, give them information. Show them how to do various things relating to your business, irrespective of what your business is. You need to promote yourself as having subject matter expertise. Highlight some of the effective ways that you think, you know, some of the ways that you think differently from your competitors. Ideally, you want people to walk away with something tangible. Next, you need to be relevant. And don't worry about pushing the boundaries or being controversial. Depending on the product, you need to show that you have a cutting-edge solution. And finally, you need to present great testimonials in your video. People value recommendations from their peers. So make sure that your testimonials are delivered by people that are really enthusiastic. And make sure that your presenter, whether it's you or someone else, that you're also happy and bubbly and enthusiastic and full of life and shown how exciting your company is. Jackson, if you do nothing but achieve these five things, you will have a winning video. And as I've mentioned before, videos are critical these days to getting sales. So, Jackson, put your thinking cap on. And as I said last week, think like the fish. 
don't think like the fishermen. Be a bit outrageous. Give your viewers a wow experience and they will come back. Not only that, they will tell your friends, they'll tell their friends, and they'll forward your video over and over again. Jackson, I hope that helps answer your question. As we do for everyone whose email is read on the air, tomorrow we'll send you a copy of Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, How to Blitz Your Competition, which is my latest book. My second email today comes from Lincoln Richardson of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Lincoln writes, Dear Bob, I really enjoy your show. We're about to begin a new training program for sales reps and I, want to, I, and I wanted to get your advice on what you believe are the most important elements for salespeople today. Well, Lincoln, we've come a long way since the days 30 years ago or so where you'd get your foot in the door and talk as hard, as fast as you can and keep going until the customer relented. That was... Um, you pushing the door one way and then pushing the door the other way. Today, the focus is not on selling, but on helping your customer as much as you can, providing them as much useful information as you can possibly give them. It's, um, it's not about hard selling your product or continually extolling the virtues of your product. It's about understanding your customer's needs and having a, you know, a commitment to assist them in whichever way you can. Instead of your potential clients seeing you just as a source of product or service, they should see your business as a trusted, indispensable resource of valuable information. The first steps to discover what your customers' needs are and then create customer-specific content that actually addresses those specific needs. You know, when people are ready to buy, they're going to buy from a business that they know and trust. Secondly, you'll need to be consistent and you also need to be persistent. Just don't be a pain in the neck doing it. You need to provide them with useful information on an ongoing basis. And as their needs change, you know, probably along with technology and trends, your solutions need to change. And as your reputation as a beneficial resource increases, so will your sales. It's also important that you develop a rela- an emotional rapport with your customers. You know, um, all decisions are made emotionally, initially. They're made in the subconscious mind emotionally. After you've made that decision emotionally, you then try to justify it pragmatically. So always remember, and that's, that's scientifically proven, that's not just some waffle. So make sure you develop an emotional rapport with your potential customer. Lincoln, tomorrow we'll send you out a copy of Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, How to Blitz Your Competition. I hope it will be a big help with your business. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show and are benefiting from the advice that my guests and I give you each week, 
please tell your friends to listen. Go to my website at bobpritchard.com and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. Send in your questions. Email me at bob at bobpritchard.com and follow me on Twitter, Facebook and Google+. Don't forget, if you've got a particular guest you'd like me to interview or a particular topic you'd like me to address, please email me at bob at bobpritchard.com. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We've had a heap of fun bringing you this show since 2011, and we'll be here again at the same time next week. No matter where you are in the world, where we again address the critical issues that affect small business everywhere. Thanks for listening to the Bob Pritchard No Bullshit Business Radio Show for Entrepreneurs. And remember, if you're serious about being successful, this is the place to come at the same time every week. This is the top radio show in the world for entrepreneurs, the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. And I hope you have a fantastic week. You've been listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.